The Z-Ball Podcast is a casual conversation that occasionally delves into mature subjects and may contain vulgar adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Z-Ball Podcast, recording this on a Tuesday night where we are one week away from the start of the 2019-2020 NBA season, and just like we did the past three seasons in a row, we're going to be doing the over-unders for all 30 NBA teams. Tonight we're going to be doing the Eastern Conference, all 15 teams in the Eastern Conference. Joining me to go over all of the over-unders for the Eastern Conference uh, needs no introduction. Boston Celtics fan Akshay, how's it going, Akshay? How's your Tuesday night going? Yo, what's up, Deshaun? Uh, it's going pretty good, dude. Tuesday night, you know, it's uh, it's kind of raining here in Dallas. Well, it was raining, now it's uh, it stopped, but I, I think the storms are going in and out. But uh, other than that, dude, it's a wet night, but uh, it's an exciting night. There, one week from today, NBA season starts, so I'm looking forward to it. All right, uh, I'm sure we all are with all the parity that's uh, taken over with the off season. Uh, a lot of uh, change in the off season should be exciting season upcoming. Well, we're going to take a look at the Eastern Conference. We're going to start off in the Southeast Division. The first team we're going to look at is the Atlanta Hawks. Over under thirty four and a half wins. What do you think? Um, I'm with uh, the Atlanta Hawks, right? Yes. Let me think here. You said thirty four wins. 34 and a half, over, under. 34 and a half. I'm going to go under, bro. I just think it's, uh, I think they're uh, still a young core. Um, John Collins, Trey Young, and I think the other guy, who's the other guy? Kevin Herter? Yeah, Kevin Herter. Um, they I got, got Cam Reddish now Kevin from Duke. So. Yeah, so I I, I think they're, uh, they have a potential to win more than 34 games, but I, I'm going to go under, bro. Okay, yeah, I mean, here, obviously, you want to see how uh, Trey Young develops in his second season, and then uh, alongside y- other young guys in Werder, John Collins, and then now their uh, draft pick from Duke, Cam Reddish. He's going to probably... Uh, oh, that's right, that's right. I forgot about him. He's probably going to start a small forward, either him or DeAndre Hunter. So they got a lot of really good young talent, and then uh, they do have the dinosaur in the league, the oldest player in the league, Vince Carter, Still, still doing it. That's so, true, dude. That's true. I forgot about him too. Well, I mean, at least he gives uh, gives the experience needed for that team. I guess he's a mentor for the team. I guess you know. Yeah, and uh, I mean Vince Carter uh, coming going into the season. I think he's going to be end up playing in four different decades: the nineties, the two thousands, the twenty tens, and the twenty twenties. Now. Uh, uh, later on this season, so that's uh, a pretty amazing feat. That, that's incredible, bro! <laughs> wow, four different, uh, four different. Wow, that's in, that's crazy, bro. Yeah, that is crazy. Wow, <laughs> four different decades, dude. That that is crazy. Wow. Yeah, I mean, he, he's Iron Man, dude. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, it's amazing to st- still see him out there for like, 42 coming into his, uh, I think it's 20, 21st season or something like that. So, yeah. wow. but I mean, obviously this team, like I said uh, earlier, I mean, it's the main thing. Uh, you just want to see how the young guys mesh get mesh together and how uh, Trey Young develops. Uh, he made some noise last season towards the end of the season, kind of challenging Luca for the Rookie of the Year. It was not really a, much yeah. of a competition the first half of the season, but he made it a lot more competitive uh, towards the end of the season down the stretch. And it looks like he has uh, some good game. Obviously, the thing with him, people say he's kind of small and he's kind of very turnover prone. So we'll see how he kind of develops and improves on those kind of things in his second season, but I'm really excited to see their young guys in, in Hunter and Reddish. What was that? That's true. That's true. Yeah. No, I said, um, I mean, uh, that is true, dude. I mean, he's kind of small, but I mean, so many people have said that about small players and a lot of small, a lot of small players have, uh, have come out being all-stars or even superstars, you know, to that extent. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean we're the we're in the golden age of point guards. Uh, I mean, there's pretty much a, a really good point guard on every team. It seems like so. He ha- definitely has the potential to be an all star, and we'll see if he can turn into a perennial all star down the line in his career. But uh, with my pick in regard to this, I'm gonna agree with you, Akshay. I'm gonna go over under. Excuse me for the Hawks. I, I think they're about a 30-31 win team, and some more growing pains. Uh, for the Hawks this season, even though they still do have Vince Carter, and I think it will be Vince Carter's last season, hopefully. So. I think so too. All right, so with that, we'll move on to team number two in the Southeast Division. We've got the Charlotte Hornets over under twenty four wins. Akshay, Charlotte Hornets. You know, I they, I mean, they got rid of uh, in the trade. Uh, I mean, what's well, the trade? Uh, Boston side, uh, Kemba Walker, uh, logs on uh, Charlotte Hornet, and in turn, uh, the Charlotte Hornets signed Terry Rozier uh, from the Celtics. So it's like a, a swatch, um, a switcheroo to a certain extent, I guess. But uh, you know what? I'm going to say um, I like the team. I like Terry Rozier. I think he has a, a lot of talent. I think he just needs a little more playing time, which we'll get here for sure on this team. Uh, he should be the starting point guard, from what I understand. Uh, but I just think, you know, with this team, Charlotte Hornets, I think they they have potential, but I really haven't seen them live up to that potential. You know, I mean, to be honest, I think uh, they're uh, they're good talent. But uh, you know what? I'm going to say it was, it was 24 wins, right? Yep. I would say they go over, but I, I think they get about 25, 26 wins. Okay. Yeah, here, obviously, Kemba, uh, I think, what, nine, eight seasons with the the Hornets, his first eight seasons of his career, and now signing the big deal, obviously, with Boston. And Terry Rozier, uh, <laughs> they threw a lot of money at him. I don't think he's nearly going to replace the energy and the production of Kemba Walker, although he can, he can fill in okay somewhat, but it's going to be <laughs> a long season. For James Borrego, the head coach, and the the Charlotte Hornets, and I think they're going to be one of the one of the lottery teams for sure, battling for that the, the worst record. I think this is a twenty win team. I'm going to go under for sure here. 
just a lot of guys on this team that have not really kind of lived up to their hype uh, from their their draft level when they did get drafted into the league. Like guys like Vismack Biombo, Miles Bridges, obviously still young, uh, maybe in his second season, I think coming up. Uh, Michael Kidd Gilchrist, another one. To- Cody Zeller, Marvin Williams. Uh, so just a lot of guys here. Malik Monk, another one. So just a lot of guys here. Mishmash of talent. You don't know what you're going to get from one night to the next. So exactly. just a lot of lo- guys with length, but uh, guys who are one-faceted, it seems like, in their in their game. They're either good offensively or they're good defensively. They're not a good balance of both. And it's going to be tough sledding for the, this team. I don't really have much interest on it with any players on this team other than maybe Miles Bridges. So we'll see what what happens with them. But I don't know if I will watch one uh, Charlotte Hornets game the entire season. I don't think I will either. Maybe if they do make the playoffs for some odd reason, then I will watch them. But other than that, I don't think so either. Okay, I think it's pretty safe to say they won't make the playoffs. So, we're both. I, I'm going under here with 20 wins. You're going slightly over, and we shouldn't waste any more time and move on to team number three in the Southeast Division. And this is the team that's probably the favorite to win the division going into the season. And they got the have they have the highest under over under going into the season for the Southeast Division. The Miami Heat over under forty three wins. Akshay, what do you think? I'm going Miami Heat. Uh, I know they picked up uh, Jimmy Butler in the off season, uh, but I don't really know who they have around him. So, you know what? I'm thinking who do they have around that guy, Jimmy Butler? I know they have. Uh, so some uh, of their players yeah. around him: uh, Bam Adebayo, their center. They traded Hassan Whiteside for Myers Leonard. Uh, they drafted yeah. Tyler Hero from Kentucky. Goran Dragic is still there. He's going to start as point guard. They have uh, kind of some other guys, like uh, some other small forward type guys, James Johnson, Derek Jones Jr. Udonis Haslam is actually back for his uh, 18th season, I believe, 17th season wow. with the Heat. Wow. So. <laughs> That's incredible, dude. So what was the um, one you're saying? It's the Adobe 43 wins. I'm gonna say even. I'm going even both. Okay. I think they win. I think they what? Uh, I think they win. I don't see them going under. Um, what's the word? I don't see them going um, more than forty-three. But I don't. I mean, I don't see them going under about forty wins. Um, but I don't see them going higher than like forty-five. So I'm gonna go like in the middle, about forty-three wins. I'm gonna say even with that. Okay, you're taking the push here with Miami at 43. Uh, This one (coughs) is really tough. I mean, obviously Jimmy Butler is going to provide some much-needed alpha dog level status there in Miami, something they haven't really had since uh, D-Wade in 2015-2016. Other than that, it's kind of just been like they've had some kind of semi-stars, but no one has really kind of stepped up and established and kind of taken that throne since 2015-2016 Dwayne Wade. And I think they have that guy now with Jimmy Butler. That's obviously a good thing, but I mean, when you put Jimmy Butler as the lone superstar on a team, it's uh you're not really in my opinion doing much. Even last season with Philadelphia, he was the probably second or third best player on the team, however you want to look at it, and that's a team that ended up losing in the conference semifinals. 
So here, with him as a lone superstar, with good veteran players around him and a very good culture from top down to bottom in Miami, and you hear all around the league how uh, well coached, how great their culture is, how hard their players work. So that's really a good thing. But even given all that, I just don't think they have enough talent. They have just kind of a mishmash of guys, some good veteran guys who come out, play hard, play disciplined defense. But it's not going to translate, in my opinion, to something major and some 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 sort of a deep playoff run which Pat Riley really wants to do in Miami before he eventually does retire at some point. So I don't think that's going to happen <laughs> in the n- next couple seasons for him. Well, so, no, no, probably not. Because maybe another five seasons, probably. I yeah, I, I mean, unless they land a big free agent in 2021, I, I don't really see it happening. I, I don't think Jimmy Butler's the type of guy that's going to lead you to the promised land. It Coming into his... He's not that... Uh, He's not that uh, the alpha male who's going to beat you there. He needs help. He's in that category. He's definitely in the higher end. But I think he has the alpha male from a moxie attitude type standpoint, but I don't think he has the alpha male level from a typical true superstar type where you can win a championship when he's your best player. I don't think he has that type of yeah. alpha male. Uh, correct, correct. So, but I mean, around him, obviously, Goran Dragic, uh, he's still good. He's he's getting a lot older. I mean, you got a, a good vet, uh, role players as well with Winslow, Waiters. I think Bam Adebayo is primed for a a big season, in my opinion, as the number one option at the center. No more Hassan Whiteside, and then Tyler Hero, their rookie that they drafted out of Kentucky. It looks like he's uh, a very good three point shooter, so that will provide some much needed space from the, for them because. From seeing from past seasons that it was just they didn't really have much space. It was kind of going down the stretch. It, old Dwayne Wade, a lot of players were just watching him as they were going down the stretch in close games, and uh, they might be doing the same thing here with Jimmy Butler now, kind of moving into his the prime of his career, tail end of his prime. So we'll see what happens, but I'm gonna have to go under here with Miami. I think this is a 41-40 win team, and. They'll be on the cusp, borderline of the playoffs, somewhere between 7 and 10, somewhere around there in the East. Okay, okay. That sounds fair, but I... Yeah, I mean, they definitely have the potential to get higher, but uh, like you said, you know, I mean, it's a very borderline team. Yeah, definitely. So, all right, we'll move on then to... Okay. Miami's uh, Florida counterpart and the fourth... uh, Team in the Southeast Division, the Orlando Magic, over under forty one and a half wins. What do you think? Forty one and a half wins. Uh, I know who do they? Um, who does? I know they have I- I- Nikolai Volkov, Vucevic, uh, Vucevic. Yep, he's their I best player. Have, he had a breakout season last year. I think he's going to pick up uh, his season again. Uh, I know they have. Um, Aaron Gordon on that team. Uh, oh, wait a minute. They have a guy who was uh, the Boston would have picked in the first pick, but then they, they missed him. And Philly picked him up. Oh, Marquise Fultz, right? Yep, Markel Fultz got traded there from Marquise Philadelphia Fultz. last, last oh, season. Oh, they got that guy. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think they're, I definitely have a, a lot of young talent. I think they even have Alpha Luke Amin, I believe. Aminu. I think he's a, a solid player, but... Uh, 
I still think they are uh, probably another year away. I'm going to be another two, a year or two away. So I'm actually going under here, dude. Okay, I mean, over here, I, I really like their front court, but in a, in a guard kind of driven league that that we have nowadays, their guards are very weak. For the most part, I mean, I think they're throwing out DJ Augustine as their starting guard, and that's not that's not really a, a good sign when you're doing something like that. Yeah. Unless um, Markel Fultz has a breakout season, which I don't really see happening. <laughs> you bet, bet you're right. They're going, uh, their guards uh their guards are pretty weak. Uh, their front court is good. Don't uh, get me wrong, but their guard uh, play has to improve. But uh, at this point, I, I'm going under, dude. I think maybe it's about a 40-win season for them. Maybe 39, 40 wins. Yeah, I mean, I, I could, I, I'm going to say over for this team, slightly over. I think uh, they're going to be my pick to win the division, and Miami slightly behind them. I think this, they're going to be like 42, 43 wins. I think they'll be good enough to win this uh, divisions probably the weakest division in all of the NBA. So, yeah, exactly. I really oh, like I really like their duo of Vukovic and Gordon. These are kind of guys who are old school big men and both traditional big men in the modern NBA today. They can both stretch the floor. They can both hit uh, elbow jumpers, three point jumpers. They're both uh, pretty athletic. I mean, Vukovic is obviously not as 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 athletic as Aaron Gordon, but. He can he can crash the boards. He can catch lobs. I mean, but Aaron Gordon is the exciting, uh, big, uh, big flashy player on this team. But Vukovic is that consistent kind of big man who can kind of go in the low post and uh, beat you from the outside as well. So I think he he definitely has a low post game. That's that's for that's for sure. That's very rare. But he has that uh, sort of uh, how would I say? He's sort of like. Uh, the beast mentality in the middle. I think he has it, but but like you said, dude, he can be on, he can also play outside, which is very dangerous. But yeah, uh, but um, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, they have a lot of potential. I just see him maybe going a little under, uh, about forty wins, maybe forty-one wins. But yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens with this team. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Uh... We disagree again on that one. So we'll move on to the last team in the Southeast Division. And it's a team that is going to be talked about a lot this season, but not for the reasons you may think. Only for their two uh, star trade assets. Or actually one star trade asset. The other one is a good young player, but he's probably not a trade asset at this point because nobody wants his contract. So this is the Washington Wizards. Uh over under twenty seven wins for the Washington Wizards. You know, I think I know they lost John Wall. I mean, no, no, not John Wall's hurt. I'm sorry, they lost Otto Potter Jr. You know, um, I would say I, my initial thinking is they're going to be under that win total. But uh, you know what? I think this could be a huge breakout season for Bradley Beal. Whether he can take that whole team by himself, that's a different story. But uh, I think he's going to have, uh, I think he's going to up his game this season. Uh, um, uh, depending on when John Wall comes back and all so on um, during the season. But uh, I see them winning about 30 games this season. So I'm going to say a little over. Okay. Uh, 
Yeah, I'm gonna have to disagree again. Uh, this uh, obviously Bradley Beal is gonna ball. We know that. Uh, we've seen what he, what the kid can do, but there's uh, <laughs> not much else around him. And the basic uh, premise around this uh, team is gonna be: Are they gonna let uh, Bradley Beal go? Are they gonna trade him off during during the season? And are they gonna be able to somehow package? John Wall's contract and who's willing to take John Wall's contract? I don't think. No one's going to take that. I, I think if, uh, well, if, if I'm the Wizards GM and if, if, if they want to get rid of John Wall and his uh, extensive salary coming up, I, they definitely have to. And if, if a team is interested in Bradley Beal, they definitely have to include it in some way or another. So the team can get some sort of capital leap or. Or something to do for it, but uh, I de- I can definitely see Bradley Beal being traded, uh, depending on how their season ends up going by maybe uh, by free agency by free agency time. But uh, yeah, man, we'll just have to wait and see what happens with uh, with this team. I think Bradley Beal is going to have a uh, how would I say? I think he's going to have a, a breakout season this year. I mean. Uh, I mean, he has to. I don't know who else on that team that could produce uh, with uh, with John Wall um, hurt right now. Um, who else do they have? I, I don't recall everybody on that team. I mean, the only really other guy that moves the needle for me is their rookie, Rui Hachimura from Gonzaga. Oh, I mean, all the other guys are kind of just a journeyman-level type guys. D- Davis Bertans, yeah, they signed from San Antonio. Exactly. Uh, Thomas well, I- Bryant... Isaiah Thomas, they signed uh, Mo Wagner. So I mean, nothing that really moves the needle for me, other than their rookie Rui Hachimura. Although it, it's going to be interesting to me, Sal, to see how Isaiah Thomas plays. I want to see if he can get back. Uh, he, he if he can capture his uh, uh, what he had with the Celtics uh, several years ago. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't really see it with him. I think he's kind of emotionally broken. From what happened yeah, that I, season, I, I think so too. But I, I mean, there might be some games where where he goes off. That'll be interesting to see for sure. Yeah, I mean, he might have his little heat check game here and there, but uh, he's not. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, is he re- even really a consistent six man anymore? I don't really even no, think I don't of that. Think so so. I, I really don't think so. But I mean, it would, I'll be rooting for him per se. <laughs> Let's put it that way. See if he if he can pick up his game, you know. Okay, I mean, we'll, I mean, we'll see what he does, but for me, the storyline with this team is what's going to happen with Bradley Beal and uh, worst contract in the league by far in John Wall. I mean, he hasn't played a game yet since signing that contract. Uh, when, he's, when is he going to return, and are they going to be able to unload him, and which team is stupid enough to take on that contract? Yeah, exactly, dude. There's going to be a team out there stupid enough to take it. Oh yeah, there will be teams. All right, we'll see who that lucky team is, but for for now, for this season, I'm going under. I think they're 23, 24 win team. So, all right, we'll we'll wrap up the lousiest division in the NBA, and we'll move on to a much stronger division, or kind of stronger, in the Central Division. So we'll start off with the first team in this division, the Chicago Bulls. Over under thirty two and a half wins. What do you think, Akshay? Uh, the Bulls, Chicago Bulls. Now the thirty two and a half wins. Um, thirty two and a half wins. Okay. I know they they picked up Otto Porter Jr. So that I think that's a 
a good pickup for them. But I I still think they're still a young team, dude. I mean, uh, Zach Levine, uh, Tomas Satorsky, I believe that's his last name. Um, Thaddeus Young. Um, I think they're still a young season. I mean, a young team. I know they picked up Otto Pro Jr., but I think he should help them win a few, a few games. I still have to go, um, hmm. I won't go down here. It was 26, right? No, it's 32 and a half. Oh, 32 and a half. I'll that. I'm going to say about, um, I, you know what? I think they go over. I think they win about maybe 33, 34 games. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you here, Akshay, on this one. Uh, I, I like their young core with Chris Dunn, Zach Levine, uh, Lowry Markinen. Uh, I think they got potential there to have a good uh, type deal with Levine and Markinen. I think Markinen is a good big man. As long as he stays healthy, I think he's uh, a type guy that can stretch the floor, hit three-pointers, hit uh, post-up elbow jumpers. And then they have Wendell Carter Jr. as well, uh, their young center. So a lot of young talent here, and I like the direction they're heading in. But it's still, like you said, a lot of growing pain. So probably not a playoff team. And I think they're going to be like 36, 35 wins, something like that. But I'm going to agree with you here and go with the over here. All right. All right. Sounds good. All right. Next team in the Central. The Cleveland Cavaliers over under twenty four and a half. What do you think? Cleveland Cavaliers over under twenty four and a half. I'm going to go. You know what? Cleveland. Who do they? They have Colin Sexton. Um, okay, who else do they have? They have uh, Kevin Love. Um, oh, that's right, Kevin Love. They have Darius Garland as well. That's right. Um, you know, I still think they're a young team. I mean, I know they have Kevin Love, who's a, a travel veteran, who's been there, who's, who's seen things, you know, um, but I still think that I'm going under here. I think they win about maybe, what, uh, 20 games this season. I know they have um, they have the chance to win more, but I, I'm going to stick around that number about a 20-win season. And I'm also going to think that maybe... Uh, Somewhere during the season, Kevin Love is going to get traded, maybe to a, a, a contender at some point. But uh, I'm going to go about a 21 season for them. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, they're thinking here with their draft pick, uh, Darius Garland, is to kind of build a Portland-type model. That's I think that's what I've heard uh, from, all, from all accounts, to build a Portland-type model, drafting two guards in back-to-back seasons. With, and they try. They want to try to mimic the Lillard McCollum model in Portland, with Garland and Colin Sexton, their draft picks in 2018 and 2019, respectively. And to go along that, obviously the veteran guys, Kevin Love and Tristan Thompson, and then some other kind of role player guys with Clarkson, Larry Nance, Chetty Osman, uh, another young guy, and then. I mean, I think it's good enough to go over. I mean, I don't see much promise there, but I think they're good enough to win 28, 29 games. So I like the over here with uh, the over 24 and a half. So I think I think they can win 29 games, but... It's possible. It's possible. The only exciting thing see, there to see is how uh, 
their new coach, John Beeline from Michigan, kind of uh, grooms their his two young guards in the backcourt and what they do with their veteran guys and Tristan and Kevin Love, like you mentioned. Okay, uh, we disagree on that one. We'll move on to team number three in the Central Division. This is the uh, Detroit Pistons is the next team in the Central Division. Over under 37 and a half wins, Akshay. What do you think? 37 and a half points. Let's see, Detroit Pistons, the name that comes up to me is Blake Griffin, Arne Drummond. I don't know who you... Did you pick up anybody else in the offseason? Alright, before we move on though, Akshay, I gotta give a shout out to Ace, our, our boy Ace. He's always talking right. about the Pistons like they're uh, like a, such a promising team. He has very high hopes for this team coming up this season. <laughs> but he has super high hopes for this team. He loves Blake Griffin, he loves Derek Rose. <laughs> I mean, and he loves Andre Drummond. He thinks. This team can be a uh, super contender if they get Bradley Beal. He thinks they can be the third best team in the in the East when if they get Bradley Beal. Yeah, I mean, if they get Bradley Beal, if they get Bradley Beal, there's going to be a lot of teams after Bradley Beal, depending on what happens during the off season. You know, I mean, I mean, I mean during the season. You know, um, I mean, they have a strong possibility of getting him. No, no doubt. Um, I just think that they're still, I think they're still a player away, unless, um, unless maybe um, uh, Reggie Jackson picks up his game to, to a much higher level. Well, I mean, uh, Jackson and Rose are kind of, kind of, kind of uh, like overlap each other. They kind of both kind of the same players, uh, shoot first type point guards who. Don't really yeah. pass the ball well. Don't play defense well. So I think they're going to kind of yeah. overlap each other with their minutes. Uh, so I don't know how much opportunity each one, respectively, is going to get this season with Dwayne Casey calling the shots. No, I agree with that. I totally agree. You know, that's why I sort of have them going. I say um, they get about 38 games this season. I don't think they go over that 40 mark. But I think they're good enough to be a high 30-win team this season. Yeah, I mean, I think with Blake Griffin there as their superstar, uh, his kind of similar situation with Miami, right? They have, like, a lone alpha guy in Blake Griffin. He's Obviously, the team is better if he's the second-best player. But as him as your first-best player... You're kind of a borderline playoff team, but you're not really a super contender. You're not really going anywhere. So that's kind of the same situation I see with Detroit as well. I see them high 30s. I think 39 wins. I'll agree with you and go over. They'll be in the kind of the same ballpark as Miami, somewhere between 7th and 10th place in my opinion. Unless they do get Bradley Beal, they'll be somewhere in the in the top 5 probably. 4 or 5, I think, range. So. Uh, but who can they give up to get Bradley Beal? I don't know. That's the thing. Probably package a uh, a package uh, centered around Andre Drummond. I would think, and Reggie Jackson and some draft picks. So. Yeah, I mean, um, one crazy thought that always comes up to my mind is uh, with Bradley Beal. Depending on what happens with uh, with uh, with the Celtics and with uh, obviously what's his name. Uh, yeah. Well, 
come up with getting the Celtics dude. It's just come on, Akshay, that's your team. Which guard are you thinking of? Hayward, Tatum, Brown? Ojale? I, yeah, hey, Jalen Brown. I think there's like a contract thing going on now. I don't know if the Celtics are going to pay him that high contract. So we'll see. That's uh, that's to be determined during the season uh, for his extension. I know they just extended, um, well, they just picked up the, um, the contract for, for Tatum. So they'll definitely extend him. Uh, there was a, I mean, there's a, um, a thing going around though that um, that Tatum and Beal are are good friends. So you never know; there could be a possibility where they, the Celtics would put try to put a, an offer around Jalen Brown and our as our draft picks. But we'll see at that time, dude. If something were to come up, but uh, I guess regarding the Pistons, I'm like you said, I'm going to go with them about a 38 win season for them. I don't think they're Okay, yeah, we're both going slightly over, and we'll move on to the fourth team in the Central Division, Indiana Pacers, over under 47 and a half. What do you think? Um, yeah, I know they have a good team. I just can't recall who's on that, who's everybody on that team. But um, I know they have a... Victor Oladipo, uh, and then they have uh, uh, who else they picked up? Oh, they picked up uh, a Malcolm Project, a Broadcon, or uh, if I'm saying that correctly, for the Bucks, right? Yeah, this that was their big offseason signing, Malcolm Brogdon, and obviously Brogdon, uh, yeah. the big thing with this team is when is Oladipo going to come back healthy from his injury, and because yeah. he he seems like he was kind of developing kind of a good type of growth and kind of finally finding a home in his career and a place where he can kind of perform to his uh, maximum apex. Exactly. I mean, they're a dangerous team, that's for sure. You know, they're a dangerous team. Um, but I still think it's going uh, like you said, like you mentioned, uh, when he comes back, all the people from his injury, how effective will he be? Uh, how much can he, uh, can he carry the team at that point? But uh, I do see them maybe. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go out and say they win about uh, 44 games this season. I know that's that's much lower than they won last season, but uh, with all the injuries and everything that's going on, all the trades they did, and departures and all the new people coming in, I think they win about maybe 44, 45 games. Okay, uh, I'm gonna have to disagree here as well. I like. The over here with uh, Indiana, I think they're going to be the third best team in the Eastern Conference. I think they're going to win about 50, 51 games. Uh, even I, if Oladipo comes back in like December even, December, January, I still think this is a 51-win team. I think they're building some continuity. I love their young big men in DeMontis Bonus and Miles Turner. And then I really like the Malcolm Brogdon signing. He's a... Very good, disciplined player. He plays good defense. He can handle the ball a little. He can shoot the three, spread the floor. And then they have uh, the Holiday brothers, uh, Aaron and Justin Holiday. I think Aaron Holiday is a good uh, backup point guard for them or even starting point guard in some cases. So I, I really like their team. And then they're going to get even better, obviously, when Victor Oladipo does come back and, and rejoin them full-time. And then also Doug McDermott off the bench. So, no, that is true. That is true. 
So I, I'm going to disagree and go over, and I think Indiana is the third best team in the Eastern Conference with about 50-51 wins. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. Okay, so we'll move on to the last team in the Central Division. And this is a team that has the highest over-under win total in all of the NBA this season, coming into the season. The Milwaukee Bucks with the reigning MVP Giannis Antetokounmpo. Over under fifty seven and a half wins, Akshay. What do you think? Hmm. This one will be tough, dude. Milwaukee fifty seven and a half wins. Um, I'm gonna go below that, fifty seven and a half wins. I know the um the loss of Malcolm Bodges will will definitely hurt them to a certain extent. Um I know they're a great team, that's for sure. I think uh uh Giannis is gonna happen out of most of the season. Um I definitely like um a combination that they paid for when they paid what I think it was like overall over 70 million or I believe when they picked up like uh, a Brooke Lopez and Chris Middleton and then um, but I think uh, I mean yeah, they're a great team you know uh, but uh, I still think they go under 57 I think they're about 55 maybe 54 win, to win team this season okay yeah definitely uh, I I'm going to agree with the slight under here, 55, 56 wins, I think. But they got two sets of brothers now on their team. Uh, Giannis's brother joins the team, Thanasis Antetokounmpo. And they also signed Robin Lopez, Brooke Lopez's brother. Brooke Lopez obviously was a very good signing for them last season as we saw how how proficient how proficient he became at the three-pointer and how, how well he stretched to Florida. They also signed uh, Kyle Korver, this season, and then they obviously already have Chris Middleton. He's a good 3 and D guy, a lot of length there. And then obviously the loss of Malcolm Brogdon hurts, but just with the salary cap stuff, it was too tough to keep him with all their other guys. Yeah. Like their other big contracts with Bledsoe, George L. Giannis. So, but uh, this is a team that's definitely going to be uh, one of the top two teams for sure in the Eastern Conference. I think they'll be they'll finish second, and I have them at. 56 wins. I think they'll finish second and they'll make another uh, conference finals run in the Eastern Conference. I agree. I think it's going to be them and Philly in the Eastern Conference Finals. But, I mean, in but, regard yeah. to Giannis, kind of a question, uh, What I mean, when do we kind of see him kind of develop some sort of uh, consistent sort of uh, jump shot, mid-range jump shot, long-range jump shot? Because I, it looks like that's the main key piece that's kind of missing from his game. And he come, becomes uh, sometimes somewhat predictable like he did in the uh, Toronto series where they were able to game plan their defensive schemes around him and kind of just not shut him down but definitely uh, limit him and slow him down from what he's uh, used to normally doing and driving, getting to the basket and taking long strides and having floaters and layups, dunks at the basket. I mean, that's his game, dude. That's his game now. It, it, as you mentioned, take the long strides, trying to get to the basket, trying to be aggressive, uh, looking for the foul. If he doesn't, I mean, he misses a shot. That's what the, I mean, that's his game now. But, uh, but like you mentioned, how is it outside shooting? Is it going to improve? You know, I mean, that, that's, his, I think, that, I agree with you there. That's one of the things that he is missing with, uh, to make him a, a complete player. I mean, right now, I don't view him that way because I think, um, I mean, his defense is good. His um, internal post-scoring is, is, 
is definitely one of the best, but his outside shooting lacks. So I think uh, until that happens, I can consider him myself as an all-around player. But, uh, I mean, with here, with this team, per se, I mean, there's a lot of young talent around them, I mean, especially Brooke Lopez, Robin Lopez. I mean, you have height, that's for sure. You definitely have a lot of height with him and his a younger brother coming in. So we'll, so we'll see, dude, what's going to happen with all this. Maybe they brought in his younger brother because uh, Milwaukee thinks that's, uh, that's a good way to help him, um, to keep him on, on their team. Uh, when he signs a max contract. So, I mean, we'll see what happens, but I still think uh, losing Malcolm Brogage is definitely going to hurt them, but I think it just thinks, um, I think if there's, I don't think they'll get to that uh, same level of wins that they did last year, but I, but I'll, but they'll still, but they'll still be up there, I say about 55, a 55 win season for them. Okay. Yeah, we'll see how, uh, Giannis uh, defends his uh, MVP and see if he can get a second straight. But with that, we'll move on now to the Atlantic Division, and we'll start off with the first team in the Atlantic Division, your Boston Celtics, Akshay. Over-under, 49.5. What do you say? Over-under, 49.5? All right. You know, this team is going to be different, dude. You know, this team is not the typical Boston team that that we've seen or I've seen over the last uh, few years, especially with the um, with the signing of Kemba Walker from the Charlotte Hornets. You know, I think he's a great pickup uh, as compared to, to Kyrie Irving. I mean, Kyrie Irving was a, was a great uh, pickup for the Celtics, but uh, you saw as time went down during the season, he became more of uh, an eye player instead of a wee player. And then with his attitude um, changing and, and moves and all that, it sort of hurt the Celtics, you know, I mean, with his... Especially, I mean, it's kind of ironic at this point where it's like he didn't want to play with a, a young team with the Celtics, and especially which had a lot more, um, I think, a, a young talent. And um, I think that his team now, definitely you have... Uh, a lot of young talent on the uh, on the nets, uh, but I uh, with what Spencer did with you, or if you're not saying that correctly, you have other players. We'll get into net, the nets a little bit. I think they're the next team, but I mean, going back to kind of Boston with Kyrie. I mean, was your your kind of thing is he was more of a me guy than a we guy? I think so. Okay, I mean, any potential other. Me guys on this team in this season, or, or do you see a lot of we guys? I see a lot of uh, here. I see a lot of guys on the Celtics now that are willing to sacrifice. So, are they willing to? Hey, you know what? I'm not game. I'm not get this many um, points this game. I'm gonna focus more on, on helping the team. I see that more of a. This is sort of a Brad Stevens kind of team. That's how he likes his team to be set up more of a, uh, more of a, a, a passing the ball, more of a, doing other things, not always shooting. You know, I do think the, um, I think with the uh, with the Celtics, uh, they're going to be lacking at the at the center position. That's for sure. I mean, um, especially with the loss of uh, Al Horford. With Al Horford, that's going to be a huge loss for them. 
Um, they definitely have to uh, have to find ways to get around that. You know, I do like the pickup of uh, Cantor, even though he's not at the level of Hooper. Um, but he is. Um, yeah, so he adds some sort of spice to this team. I mean, you have, uh, but you still have. Uh, I think this year, Jason Tatum is going to have a, a breakout year. This year, I think last year he hit that uh, the sophomore uh, sort of wall. And that uh, I, I think it, it took him a while to get out of that. But I think now, this year will be all open for him. I think he'll be more easier with his plays. He'll be more comfortable to the point. And I, I think he's going to have a breakout year. Um, I, I do like to pick up um, that center they, uh, they picked up of the France supporter. I mean, he's definitely be, um, a guy in the paint that can defend and rebound. Um, let's see, who else did they pick up? What, what's your Robert opinion Williams? on Taco Fall? Oh, yeah, I'm coming to it. <laughs> uh, you also have um, uh, Robert Williams, who they, who they picked up uh, in, I mean, who from last year, who was grown in, this will be his second year. I think he'll make a difference. I mean, you have uh, some pretty big guys. Uh, Robert Williams is what? 6'11 with like a 7'6 wingspan. And then you have um, Taco Fall, who, who has become a, an immediate fan favorite with the Boston Celtics. Talk about a guy with what seven six and has a uh, seven six and uh, has a wingspan of what I I, I can't even tell I mean, how big that is. But I mean, the guy is uh, definitely he's still raw, but he's a fan favorite. He's gonna sell tickets, that's for sure. He's gonna sell tickets, and I can definitely see him. Being, I mean, if he's groomed, if he's taught for a couple of years, he can. I can definitely see him being like an inside uh, a presence. Is the guy being seven six? How do you guard such a guy who's at seven six? Especially being there, catch the ball and then a dunk the ball, or pretty much put it up and just poof into the basket. You know, I mean, uh, I don't know how you can defend that. To be honest, I mean, definitely a team has to foul him, but he's actually. A very decent free throw shooter. He's not great, but he's not bad. So I mean, besides that point, I, I also liked what they picked up in the draft. Uh, Carson Edwards. I think he's going to be one of the steals of the draft. I mean, he's what six feet, but that guy is just uh, just plays with so much energy. And I think it's. I think mean, I think tonight he had a thirty point game. Uh, but uh, I, I think he's going to be definitely well. Um, I think he'll be a plus for them. But um, you know what? I'm going to go. I know the spread is about 49, 49 and a half. I'm going to go about, I'm going to go over. I think they get to about 50 wins, and that's about it. Okay, I, I mean, we kind of have a log jam here with the Celtics, kind of at that wing, small forward position with yeah. Brown, Tatum, Gordon Hayward. I mean, we saw last year there were kind of uh, – Chemistry struggles, a lot of uh, locker room drama with Kyrie, uh, and then Terry Rozier was not happy with his contract situation. Any possibility that that we see some sort of power struggle this season with Jalen Brown not getting enough credit, not feeling like he's uh, kind of uh, appreciated on this team or anything like that, or Tatum? What do you think? I don't think so as much as last year, to be honest. Because last year you had uh, Kyrie Irving, who was a drama queen. He just finally came out. You know, I, I think he was sort of holding it back for so long, and it finally he just had to let go. 
he, I think with him, he was the main drama queen. And Cherry Rozier was also a drama queen as well because he, he wasn't getting his minutes. And like so, when you have a, a guy like a Kyrie Irving, how are you going to get your minutes, dude? That's for sure, you know? And so he, he had that drama as well. So it's sort of, uh, um, I don't think so. Maybe Jalen Brown, to a certain extent, um, later on during the season, he may not get uh, all the touches. Uh, I think Tatum, like I said, is going to have a breakout year. Uh, Jalen Brown might have that, uh, that situation where he's about his contract. I think he's looking for at least a good, uh, uh, maybe 150 um, million contract, I would think. But uh, I don't know if the Celtics want to give it to him at this point. So that's what leads me to say that he may be possibly traded. And that name, Bradley Beal, keeps on coming up to my in my head. If it uh, were to happen, he could be a possibility. This is, here you're getting uh, um, an up-and-coming player in Jalen Brown um, for the Wizards who, who desperately needs some sort of young talent on their team. Uh, the Celtics possibly getting Bradley Beal. I mean, we'll see what happens because they also have to pick up his contract. I know he has a pretty big contract himself, so we'll definitely see, we'll really see what happens there. But uh, I don't see it as much drama as it was last season. But uh, but I think, you know, I think potentially with Brown, there there could be something. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I like how you've mentioned all the players on the Celtics, Akshay, without even mentioning their biggest signing of the offseason, Kemba Walker. So. Yeah, I know it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kevin Walker, dude, I mean, he's going to do his thing, dude. He's going to do his thing. He's going to distribute the ball. He's going to he's gonna score his points. He's going to get his uh, 20, 24, 26 points a game, maybe 27, 28. Uh, but he won't, uh, he won't talk back, you know. He, he won't have attitude. Not like Kyrie Irving, who, the, who, who demands the ball in his hand. And uh, and pretty much hold the ball and until uh, until he finds something or 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 he gets a shot off, you know. So yeah, I mean, here with with Walker, I can definitely see him putting well into Brand Stevens' plan of uh, uh, positionless basketball and passing the ball. So I mean, we'll see what happens. I mean, it's a long season. I mean, the season hasn't even started, dude. It's like we can't even even I can't even talk about it until I see what happens. On the court, but uh, I definitely see them that they do improve from last year. Um, I think uh, they do improve. I think they get about a fifty-win season this year. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, I kind of like how they kind of uh, picked up the pieces with uh, their two kind of key departures in Kyrie. I mean, they pretty much replaced Kyrie, in my opinion, with Kemba. I think he's coming back to kind of where he played college ball in Connecticut, the New England area. So I think he's yeah. kind of a low-key type guy, low drama. He just goes out there and he just wants to hoop. I think he'll go out there and do that. I mean, Cantor's a good signing offensively. I think from a ball handling and kind of like a run-the-offense type through him, I don't think he ha- is nearly as good as Al For- Horford is in that aspect and defensively as well. So I think that's really going to hurt them. And then like I met- going back to that, the logjam at the wing kind of small forward position It'll be interesting to see how that kind of progresses through the season. But I mean, you get with starting lineup of what Rose, uh, Kemba, Marcus smart, what Tatum Brown and 
Enos Cantor. I think that's good enough for somewhere in between 46, 47 wins, something like that. But I, I don't think they're going to be a 50-win team. I think they'll be somewhere between 4th and 6th in the Eastern Conference. But I'm going to go slight under here with okay. the Celtics. I, but I think they're definitely kind of uh, makeshift how, how they were able to kind of do that. I think they were able to come out on the good side of that. But I think they're going to be between 4th and 6th, and I'm going to go slight under. All right, so the next team, the Brooklyn Nets, uh, where we were talking about Kyrie, where he ended up going, and then they also ended up getting the biggest uh, offseason, the biggest name of the offseason, obviously not as big as we all would have thought just because of his uh, the injury that he ended up uh, aggravating in the finals uh, in Game 5 with the Tom Achilles, Kevin Durant, so... That kind of give makes the East a little respectable with the star power, I guess. But it's going to be kind of tough sledding this season, I guess, with him uh, kind of injured. All, most of the star powers in the West, outside of Giannis, with Kawhi going to the Clippers. But this Brooklyn Nets team, obviously, they looked uh, pretty good last season. Uh, kind of made a little bit of noise in the playoffs. Uh, kind of gave Philly a little bit of a run, but uh, in the end, ended up losing to them. But, I mean, kind of a totally different team. Three new guys with uh, Kyrie, DeAndre Jordan, Kevin Durant. That's obviously their big signings. And then to go along, like you kind of mentioned, some of their other players, Spencer Dinwiddie, Jared Allen, Karis LeVert. So good mix of kind of veteran guys and then kind of like young up-and-coming guys. So I think kind of a promising season coming up for them and hopefully a lot better next season when Durant is hopefully back full and healthy fully healthy so but for this season they're over under 45 and a half wins what do you think I'm gonna go um I don't know about even on there but push it at 45 wins I know uh, this is all based on how soon Kevin Durant comes back from from injury and how effective he is uh, if he comes back and he's effective, I can definitely see them going close to about 50 wins or maybe even like 51. But as of right now... I don't think he's played this season. So hmm? I don't think Kevin Durant is okay. going to play this season. So. Oh, wow. Wow, okay. I didn't know that uh, that was that possibly he would not come back this season. Yeah, I mean, there's two, there are okay. two guys with the biggest injuries, uh, Durant and Thompson. I don't think... Yeah. Durant, I think, is very highly unlikely to play. Clay might be coming back around playoff time. We'll see what happens with that. Oh, wow. Then, if that's the case, I see they're about... Um, you know, if that's the case, I thought the Q's will come back at some point. Okay, if that's the case, I'm going under. Um, I'm going to change my mind. I'm going to go under now. I'm going to say they win about maybe 43 games. 42-43. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree. I mean, I do like their young guys with Levert and Jared Allen, Dinwiddie to go along with Kyrie Irving, and then uh, Joe Harris as well. He spreads the, spreads the floor. But uh, this team, I mean, I, I know I've said in past seasons I've really ragged on this team when we've done over-unders in the past couple seasons, but this team, I'm even though the Durant's not going to be playing, I actually am looking forward to watching some of their games this season kind of see how they kind of build that core and get ready for the the, the return of Durant uh, next season into the new chapter of his career. 
But I, they're definitely a playoff team in my opinion, somewhere between five and seven. I think they're going to win about 44 games. I'm going to agree with you here slightly under. So I guess, I mean, to be continued with this team, I mean, obviously waiting on Durant and see how he plays with them next season. All right. All right, uh, team number three in the Atlantic Division, the New York Knicks, over under 28 wins. What do you think? Well, Knicks, you know, I don't know where that team is going, dude. I don't know. Uh, I think, I don't know who they pick up. They have uh, Julius Randle, I believe. Uh, I think they pick up Bobby Portis and Marcus Morris of the Celtics. You know, mm-hmm. that's just, to me, I don't really see anybody really standing out there as the alpha, the alpha player. You know, you know, I, 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 you just, all my initial thoughts are to make me think under. I think they're about maybe a twenty game, a twenty game winning season for them. Maybe 21, 22, but I, I, I think they'll win about twenty games. I mean, can't see them going farther than that. Oh, they picked up R.J. Barrett. That's right. They drafted yeah. R.J. Barrett, but I think I don't know how good of a player he is compared to. Uh, I mean, a lot of people you know, say that R.J. Barrett is. Might be the best rookie in this. I mean, a lot, some people kind of say he, that he might be the best he, rookie. Yeah. That Zion kind of overshadowed him in uh, Duke, and RJ was not able to play his game, kind of catering no, to true. Zion that's there. So. so he might come out and surprise everybody, dude. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I, I'm going to have to agree with the under here with you, Akshay, but it's going to be exciting to see how. R.J. Barrett plays, and then Kevin Knox as well, the second-year player. I really like him, but it's yeah. it's going to be those two main guys kind of uh, seeing how the, how they grow and how they kind of develop with that offense and David Fisdale running the, the show as the coach. But, I mean, after they struck out on the kind of the big bigger free agents, uh, there was kind of some thoughts that they were going to go out and trade for Westbrook after it, may, it was known to the yeah. league that the Thunder were really shopping him aggressively. And I think that would have been a disaster. I think that's really the big thing you can take from that offseason for the Knicks, that they didn't go out and get Westbrook to kind of ruin their their, de- their development and growth of their rookie guys, their young guys in Kevin Knox and R.J. Barrett. So, <laughs> Because I thought for sure that they were going to be that team. That was like the classic Knicks move, to go after, go after a guy like Russell Westbrook and in a couple seasons he loses all his athleticism and kind of all, all the – kind of uh, strengths to what makes him a good player. So I'm glad that they didn't do that. And they have, at least, even if they're not going to sign someone in 2021, they have a shot to at least entertain some meetings, hopefully, for them. Exactly. But, yeah, obviously, after striking out, their biggest signing was Julius Randle and Bobby Portis. So guys that are okay. I mean, Julius Randle, I think, can be 17 point, 18 point a game guy for them up front as their center and he can kind of stretch the floor so we'll see what happens but I'm going to have to agree with you 100% I think this is a 23-24 win team I'm taking the under for sure and they're going to have another top 10 pick in my opinion alright alright so we got two teams left next team is the Philadelphia 76ers over under 54 and a half what do you think 
team, I can definitely see them obviously winning more than 50 games. I can see them... Um, I'm going to go slightly over. i say about 55 wins for them. I know they picked up... Um, for the biggest one they picked up was Al Horvath, which I think is a huge pickup for them. You know, it's. Uh, I think it leads to where... Um, I think he can he, he can definitely pick up uh, for what he called there. Who's their center? I forget his name. Yeah, I mean, when Embiid, I kind of saw that signing with Horford, their young yeah. guy with Embiid, who is very injury prone, he kind of misses a lot exactly. of games, limited minutes. He can kind of fill in, exactly. and when in those games that Embiid misses, and kind of step in, and they don't really miss a beat there with him. His good defense. His uh, veteran presence on the floor. He's good passing out of the post, getting others involved. And he's a good low post guy, and he can make elbow jumpers as well and stretch the floor. So he does a variety of things. And if they win one championship within the next three or four years, I think that contract, that they, the big contract that they gave to Horford, the four years, $109 million or something, is definitely worth it for sure. Exactly. If they win, yeah, if they win, definitely. I think they also picked up what? Uh, Josh Richardson. Yeah, I mean that's. I mean, obviously you don't like to lose a guy like JJ Redick, who's a excellent stretch the floor three point type shooter. But I think Josh Richardson is an upgrade uh, over JJ Redick. I think he's a much better defender. He's the best player on Miami the last couple seasons, and I yeah, think he's true. he can shoot the three ball as well and and kind of be that three and D guy. And he's coming from being the best player in Miami who won, I think, around 38, 39 games last season, to being probably the fourth best player on, on Philadelphia. So that's really a win for him and a win for Philly. And, and I think they're primed to have the best starting lineup, one of the best starting lineups in the entire league, and definitely one of the two best defensive starting lineups in all of the NBA, probably competing somewhere with the Clippers. I think so. No, no, I definitely have to agree with you there. It's going to be an interesting season, dude, to see what happens with all this, with this team, per se. Yeah, I mean, and in regards to Ben Simmons, uh, I mean, he I finally made his first three of his NBA career. It wasn't a preseason game, but or do we see him kind of uh, this season at least attempt more threes? I mean, let's not talk about making them, but at least attempting them. I think he will. I think he will <laughs> try to attempt more threes. That's for sure. I think he will, but I don't. I don't think his uh, percentage will improve that much. But but he'll definitely try. <laughs> In my mind, I guess. Okay. I mean, you can't really go m- much lower than zero. So I think anything. Uh, <laughs> anything. It's all. It's all upward from there. So. But, yeah, I mean, Al Horford, I mean, he is 33, and they did throw a lot of money at him. But I think in the long run it's going to be worth it because he's going to be able to fill in and kind of take some pressure off Embiid and be then be able to kind of do the employ the load management kind of theory on uh, method on Joel Embiid. And then Ben Simmons uh, can kind of develop and hopefully take more jumpers. But I think Josh Richardson – is definitely going to help them. I mean, and their starting lineup is going to be super long, obviously, with Josh Richardson, Ben Simmons, Tobias Harris. They re-signed him as well. And then Joel Embiid and Al Horford. So 
I don't know if there's m- many starting lineups that are <laughs> much better all around in the, in the entire NBA than that starting five, for sure. Exactly. Yeah, you're right. So, I mean, for sure, I'm, I'm going over here. I think this is a 59-60 win team, and they're going to be the number one seed in the East, in my opinion. Oh, all right, all right. Okay. I think it's going to be between East will come down to the San Francisco and the uh, and the Bucks, but yeah, we'll see what sure. happens. Dude. Those are the two, no doubt, one and two teams, and then everyone else is kind of in a different category after those two. All right, so we've come to the end of the Central or the Atlantic Division, excuse me, and the end of the Eastern Conference. We got one more team remaining. It's obviously the defending reigning champs. The Toronto Raptors over under forty six wins. Akshay, what do you think? Ah, forty six wins. This would be tough for me, dude, because obviously you have what you lost your best player. Okay, uh, Kawhi Leonard. You lost one of your strong role players in uh, Danny Green. Uh, who else? Uh, who else do they have on that team? I mean, you still have Kyle Lowry. You still have. Uh, other players as well. Um, I mean, obviously, the big player that they're getting back, he was injured most of last season, OG Ananobi. And yeah, he, he's right. definitely going to step in and going to be called upon to take Kawhi's place. He has very big shoes to fill, for sure. No, that, that's for sure. Oh, over under on this team again? 46. I think they go under for sure, dude. I think they're about a 40, 42 win games. Um, 42, 42 um, game winning season for them. I mean, I, I definitely like, uh, like I mentioned before, losing Kawhi Leonard is going to hurt. Losing Dan Green is going to hurt. Um, unless they were, they're able to pick up someone else maybe in the offseason. I'm not the offseason, in the in free agency. That could help in you being a trade or something, but uh, I still believe they're going to be a 40 to about 42 with season. Okay, yeah, I mean, this is a team to me that without uh, Kawhi Leonard, obviously, that's like that's something unprecedented. We never see in a, a finals MVP after winning a championship leave as a free agent and go to another team. <laughs> so that's an unprecedented thing, and it's going to be kind of real odd uh, on the ring night not having the, <laughs> the finals MVP on that team getting his ring. So that'll be an interesting kind of side wrinkle, but... I mean, their starting lineup, I think, is still pretty good. I mean, uh, it's going to be Kyle Lowry, probably Fred Van Vliet, OG Ananobi, uh, Pascal Siakam, who was one of the, I think he did, he might have won most improved player last season. And either you go with either Serge Ibaka or Marcus Gasol as the starting center. And I think that's a very good starting five. So I think that's good enough to get them to a push, and I, I'm going to say 46 wins with the push. I think they're going to be kind of around the fourth. They'll probably be the five seed or kind of battling it with, with, with Boston, in my opinion. But I still think they have kind of a good kind of uh, continuity there, even without Kawhi. So, I mean, it looks like kind of some of their veteran guys or some of their young guys who are kind of building up like Van Vliet obviously had that breakout game in game six, uh, big fourth quarter. Pascal Siakam had a breakout season last year. Hopefully that for them this year, it can be OG Ananobi can be that guy with the expanded role. No, that's true. That is true. And then obviously Nick Nurse, uh, 
he took a lot of risks last season in the playoffs and kind of some of his methodology, kind of some of the stuff he employed, and it really paid off for him winning uh, a championship for him as a head coach and also the very first one in Toronto Raptors history. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That was a great one for the Chiefs, especially with that city. Yes, definitely. So so uh, I'm going to take push. You, you're going to go with the under with the Raptors. So with, with that... Uh, That'll wrap it up for the Eastern Conference over-unders before we sign off for the night. We're just going to do some award predictions for three awards. We're going to do the MVP, Coach of the Year, Rookie of the Year, and the other three major awards, uh, Defensive Player of the Year, um, Most Improved Player, and Sixth Man. I think that's something we'll probably get into more when the season comes around and kind of when we get towards the playoffs. But first, we'll start off with MVP, Akshay. Who do you think is going to win MVP this season? Um, hmm. Let's see here. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go out on a limb here. Um, most of the valuable players. I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say, hmm, most of the valuable players. I'm going to come out and I'm going to see valuable player. He's got a tough one, dude. He's got a... I'm gonna go with um, I'm gonna go with Aquai Leonard. Okay. I think he's going to be. Uh, I think he's just his presence on that on the Clippers team is gonna change him. I think he's just going to. Uh, I think he's gonna have a great uh, a, a great season with the Clippers. Uh, so I'm going with him, dude. Okay. Yeah. I mean. Kawhi's a good choice, but I, I the reason I don't think he's going to win, I just don't think he's going to play that many games. I think he's just kind of a guy that he's kind of built up this reputation where he's just going to coast in the regular season, play probably around sixty games, and I don't think he's going to. I don't think he's going to have kind of the more of sort of the uh, wherewithal or the kind of the presence of mind or kind of the uh, seriousness to play go all out in the regular season. So uh, for me, I think that's why I'm not going to go with Kawhi or Paul George. I think Paul George is going to be injured. I think Giannis is definitely going to be in the mix. I think Harden's going to be in the mix for sure again. And then I think Curry might be in the mix as well, Stephen Curry, but I just don't think their team is going to be good enough for him to mer- uh, kind of garner the attention to win MVP. So my pick is going to be Anthony Davis. I think... He's going to be able to stay relatively healthy this season, playing alongside another superstar in LeBron. He hurt his thumb, dude, so he's off for several months after his thumb. You know, that guy has, uh, that guy has never been... Uh, every every season he has some sort of injury. That's that's why I was thinking of him, too, but then I chose not to because of the, if he's injury-prone. Um, and you, even the, the slightest little thing on him can get him injury-prone for at least a couple of months. You know, so like he, as you see right now with his thumb, he's out for at least four months. Maybe to be uh, the early, I mean, obviously, maybe a month or two uh, into the season, he will be playing with his thumb, depending on how severe this ends up being. So that was why I didn't really choose him. I chose most on Clyde Leonard because I think he'll have uh, a bigger impact on this Clippers team. I mean, with the Lakers, you still have LeBron. That's for sure, you know. I mean, he's gonna he's gonna get the ball number one off. 
in my mind most of the time, right? So, uh, but we'll see, dude. We'll see what happens. But just with Anthony Davis, like I mentioned, he's, he's very injury prone. Yeah, I mean, that's true. But I think he's going to kind of come back, I think, in my opinion, kind of quickly. I don't think this thumb thing is as serious as uh, I think the x-ray from it, it does not show any major damage. Obviously, he's going to miss some time for sure. But I think he's going to kind of I think he's going to kind of have kind of that protective blanket with LeBron kind of uh, taking most of the usage rate and taking most of the pressure off of him. And I think he's just going to go be able to go out and play, spread the floor, play good defense. And I think that's why he's going to be my pick. But I think close behind him will be James Harden and Giannis Antetokounmpo again. Okay, okay. Okay, so with that, you have Kawhi as your prediction. I have Anthony Davis. Uh, we'll move on to the next one. Coach of the year. Who do you think is going to win coach of the year? Coach of the year, you know what? That's a bit of a two. I mean, I mean, you think of this one. Uh, let me think. Who's the, the good coaches that are here? Uh, let's see here. Mm. Ah, let's see. This. <laughs> Coach of the year, um, I would think, uh, you know what? I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to keep it safe. I'm going to go with uh, Doc Rivers. Of the Clippers. Okay. I think he's going to, um, I think, not that he, he deserves it, but I think with the play of George and, uh, and, um, um, George and, uh, Kawhi Leonard, I think he'll, he'll get that role as coach of the year. So I'm going with him, dude. Okay. For me, I'm going to go with Mike Malone. I think the Nuggets are going to be one of the two, three best teams in the Western Conference. And I think this is a team that's going to kind of be building on its season from last year with their young guys, Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic, and I think that's going to be good enough to get Mike Malone the coach of the year. Okay, okay. All right, and then last award prediction, rookie of the year. What do you think? Rookie of the year, dude, I have to go with Sion Williamson here. I think he'll be rookie of the year. I think... um, I think he's going to be uh, because he's a fan favorite, and they believe will notice that. Uh, he meets. I mean, R.J. Barrett might play very close to him in the small stats and all that, but I think because of Jim Williamson's name, I think he wins Rookie of the Year. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know, really see any other choice. I think R.J. Barrett. I don't. I don't think the Knicks will play as good as the Pelicans will. So. I, I've got to go with Zion, definitely. John Morant might be in the mix a little from, from Memphis, but I think for sure, as, lo- as long as, as Zion stays healthy and he kind of stays in shape, because if he puts on some weight, I think that's not gonna really going to be good for his knees with the style of play that he's uh, playing so far, super type athletic and fast-paced and a lot of jumping and a lot of running. So as long as he keeps his weight down around 270 and – stays in shape, eats right, and stays healthy, I think for sure he's going to be the no-doubt Rookie of the Year. All right. All right. Uh, with that, that'll wrap it up for the 2019-2020 NBA Eastern Conference over-unders. Akshay, thank you so much. Uh, thank you for having me, dude. Any day. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. I'll be back tomorrow night for Western Conference over-unders. See you guys then.